This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. Set in 1950s New York, in the shadow of the execution of the Rosenbergs, Mark Strauss's memoir, One-Legged Mongoose, documents two pivotal years of his childhood on Long Island, beginning with him forced uh, by his parents to leave public school and commute four hours a day to a yeshiva in Queens. An unflinching look at child abuse in the home... uh, And one boy's ability to rise above it, one-legged mongoose, reminds us of the bonds between siblings, the power of family secrets, and the way we learn to protect ourselves by protecting each other. Mark Strauss is a poet, writer, medical oncologist, and art collector who lives with his wife in Chappaqua, New York. The author of numerous scientific papers and articles on contemporary art and has published four poetry collections, including Not God, staged off-Broadway. His poems and stories have appeared in Plowshares, Kenyan Review, and many other literary journals. The Strausses founded Hudson Valley MOCA in Peekskill, New York, and Mark runs the Mark Strauss Gallery in New York City. This book, One-Legged Mongoose, is his first book of prose. Happy to have Mark Strauss join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Mark, welcome to this program. Thank you so much. So this book begins when you're 10 years old, and it goes on to chronicle just a year or two of your childhood what made it such a pivotal, book-worthy time for you? It, it occurs, uh, it's a full-length book that takes place over just two years. Uh, as you said, it starts just as I turned 10. And we were living out in Long Island, and I was going to a miserable public school. And one day, my dad just announces to me, you're switching to this very religious school in Queens in September, and you're taking your kid brother, and it turned out to be a four-hour commute a day, uh, Island Railroad, Subway, and I landed in a world I didn't recognize. You mentioned your brother. Your younger brother, Stephen, looms large in this book. What do you want people to know about your relationship with him? Uh, he was an extraordinary kid, and he grew up to be an even more extraordinary man a great scientist and researcher. But he was a kid, as we see so often today, who was very fragile and easily picked on. And they're just kids who get bullied. And he was one of those kids who was relentlessly bullied. And he wasn't a kid who could fight back. And uh, it was my job. I I just took it as my job to protect him. And I realized that, you know, he was always deep in his own imagination. And I guess I felt early on if he wasn't protected, he wouldn't have a chance. So growing up in this neighborhood, when I find, found out anybody picked on him, they play, paid an enormous price. We're chatting with Mark Strauss here on Speaking of Writers. His new book, first book, is One-Legged Mongoose. Secrets, Legacies, and Coming of Age in 1950s New York. Mark, for those who don't know, what was going on in New York in the 1950s? It was, um, it was of course, as always, an interesting time. Uh, my dad was an immigrant who came to the U.S. as an orphan, impoverished at age 15. One of these hardworking immigrants who went to work six days a week in his 20s, opened his own textile store, where I began to work at age five. And on the way to the store on Sundays, 
he'd be ranting at the radio about politics. So I absorbed a lot of it, and I learned a lot from him. It was a time Eisenhower was president. Uh, the McCarthy hearings were going on, and the McCarthy hearings were really uh, deeply troubling. And I even understood that as a 10 and 11-year-old. Uh, this center is on TV, has 150 hearings in two years, chasing down presumed communists. But he was really going after Hollywood writers, uh, scientists, and nobody put up their hand to stop him. And we see history played out again and again. It was the moment near when the book opens that the Rosenbergs were executed as spies. And, of course, my father didn't believe they were spies. And I don't think we really knew the truth of it till a few years ago. Um, it was a time when TV was just catching on. Uh, radio was big. Newspapers were important. And we were just clued in. But even more important in my house... This was just eight years after World War II and eight years after the Holocaust. And as a Jewish family, uh, I learned quickly no one talked about the Holocaust. No one, even when I went to this new religious school, spoke about it. This is a pivotal time. I was a kid who wanted to understand it, and I was... Uh, I was a tremendous reader, and I was in the library trying to find out everything I could about it. Mark, the title of your book is unusual, One-Legged Mongoose. What's the significance? Uh, One-Legged Mongoose is, uh, I hope, a really interesting story. Uh, this is a chapter much later in the book. I had gotten through the first year of this new school. Uh, now... I'm in the second year, and I'm fit in a little bit better. And we're still doing this long commute, but it's nearing the winter. And my mother decides I should go to this Boy Scout group in Hempstead. And I couldn't believe it. I'm going to school six days a week and commuting four hours a day. How the heck am I going to go to Boy Scouts? But I go. And in order to get your first badge, you have to go out on a weekend camping trip. So off we go in the freezing cold out Long Island to Islip. And after we set up and after we have the campfire at night, the troop leader tells all the boys, well, boys, I'm glad we're here this weekend. We weren't permitted in the park for the last six years because there's there's been a one-legged mongoose that's been roaming the park for at least 25 years and killed people. But since it hasn't been seen in six years, it's probably okay to be here. <laughs> you know, I turn around and look at the other kids, and one of them puked, and half of the other ones wanted to puke. And then one of the troop leaders said, but we're Boy Scouts. Let's go out and see if we can find the one-legged mongoose. Who's with us? And it was just this obvious hazing thing that happens. You know, the, the kids were scared as hell, as you could imagine. 
and I go out with my group, I had already encountered real difficulty with the guy I was with. And there's four of us, and he says, well, who's willing to go down the Ramapo Trail and see if they can find the mongoose? And I put my hand up, and off I went. Your parents, you've mentioned them a bit, uh, of course, are major players in this book as well. What were they like? Uh, my dad was two different people, a very bright man, extraordinary in his own store, uh, loquacious, knew everything. Uh, he came home, and he was almost voiceless. And my mother was really powerful. And she was extraordinarily intelligent, but a woman who had to leave high school uh, during the Depression so she could make money, might have been one of the world's greatest pianists, gave that up, and surely didn't have the opportunity that so many women have today, but still, uh, she was a truly difficult person, and... Uh, I had I had been beaten by her relentlessly since before the age of two. Mark, you wrote a textbook on lung cancer at the age of 28. You practiced medicine for 25 years and were the chair of oncology at Boston University. How has your work as a doctor influenced your life? Well, I don't think I understood that until... I didn't understand it well until I started writing poetry in my 40s. And poetry came from this unconscious place. And then this book uh, is really much the same thing. You know, it comes out of this deep memory. I really never thought I was going to go into medicine, although I, I say in this book, I really knew that's what my dad hoped for my brother and I. And I was... I went to college, not pre-med. I applied to medical school a year early, thinking, well, if they take me, I'll deal with it. But once I was towards the end of medical school and I became involved in some research, I, I loved it. And then I went into cancer medicine. It was very primitive when I started at the National Cancer Institute. And I realized there's just so much to do, and I want to do it. I want to make a difference. And I guess uh, the kid that we know, I mean, I was uh, a great street fighter, and I was somebody who would fight back. I think to devote almost 40 years of my life to trying to do the best I could for cancer patients was something that I feel was a great gift to me, and really so happy I did it. Mm. How did you become interested in art, and what made you decide to open an art gallery, too? Well, I probably lost my mind doing <laughs> that, but <laughs> I, um, the little kid we see in One-Legged Mongoose was already this crazy, precocious baseball card collector. You know, I was, I was that kid by age five who already had over 2,000 cards, and I was going after the mint ones by older players. I mean, who does that? But eventually, I was a collector, and by the time I was in my teens, and surely by the time I started medical school, I really focused on art. And I think today it was about living with unique things, and we're living with things that 
come out of somebody else's imaginative process. And we just kept doing that, and um, we founded this public museum in a really destitute town about 20 years ago, and it's helped change the town. But then when I felt it was really time to stop practicing cancer medicine about 10 years ago, I just thought, I have to stop now. It's It's been really hard. And then a couple of weeks later, I decided to open the gallery, and I have to say I've loved all 10 years. It's a chance to speak for artists and try to help their careers. And finally, Mark, what would you like people to take away from this book? Well, I hope they love it. I hope, you know, it's not a kid's book. It's an adult book. And I'm very hopeful that it's extremely well-written and a page-turner. What I hope they, they take away is that we have the ability to have resilience. And, you know, there are fun, there's funny stories in there, and they're really difficult stories. But in the end, we can reshape ourselves. And we're seeing today the testimony of all these gymnasts that were abused. My God, how many years nobody said anything or looked the other way. And, you know, I believe these things are with us forever, but it depends how we grow, how we can shape our own lives and come out ahead. And I was I was lucky. It's not that it wasn't damaging, but I was resilient, and I just kept going. Mark Strauss is the author. The book is One-Legged Mongoose, Secrets, Legacies, and Coming of Age in 1950s New York. Mark, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. And this is Speaking of Writers.